Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Am I tough enough? Strong and stable leadership. Total rhubarb. Hell yes, I'm tough enough. Shut the fridge. Not another one. It's the Politics Show oh. Pubcast. Love podcasts, hate nonsense. It's the Politics Show Pubcast. Woohoo! Yeah, buddy. Damn right. God damn right. Great to be back. A pub, a pubcast a day. Ed Campbell, the golden boy of politics, Joe. <laughs> a pubcast a day. Cheers. I haven't had a day this week off the source. Check you. Really? It's not good for me. No, it's, it's not. not it's not good for me. Oh, fucking you should, you should stop being such a pussy. Um, <laughs> Boris Johnson's in trouble, guys. Oh, and Ava Santina's here as well, obviously. Sorry, I should introduce you to everyone, Ava. That's all right. Very, I, very, I like very to think that's why people come. Well, <laughs> <laughs> for what reason? We, Thank you, Ollie. We, <laughs> we, we did, um, Ed wanted us to do a drama mind game thing before this podcast to warm us up before this episode. And yeah. it's fucking worked. Because mm. we're cooking yeah. the gas right now. I think yeah. we need to do a more physical warm up next time. <laughs> what? As in like, if you physically warm yourself, if you like go around the room like that, like, you do feel right. better. Yeah. And higher energy. And it will be results. I'm feeling pretty high time. energy right now. Good. Have you noticed Ava doesn't like whoop? <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast. I just think it would sound so bad. Whoop. Yeah. No, can you? N- no. It was an instruction. Not, not on a... <laughs> my not on a my uh, other half told me that me whooping at the top of the podcast gives her the ear. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> which is... That's uh, so funny. Fantastic, which is why I kind of rode it back a little bit on that intro. Um, <laughs> Are you worried that she'll leave over the whooping? Every day. It'd be something oh. else. Uh, yeah, I think that if it would be... It the be laundry that. list of reasons to leave. Let's <laughs> way, down, way down the list. Um, Boris Johnson. Naughty, naughty boy. Mm. Naughty boy. That's why we're doing this ostensibly, right? Yep. I think. We need, we'll need a good pun for the episode title as well. Um, Ava. Mm. You are the serious journalist among us. Thank you. The lobby, hey. the lobby accredited journalist. <laughs> 
It's okay to be self-deprecating about yourself, but not about me. Yeah. <laughs> but also, we can't tell you what Ed's just been bidding for this morning. But if you knew the so, investigation that he's trying yeah, to tell embark us. on. Now, come on, tell us. Tell us. If you want to be a serious journalist, tell me. No, because what if someone else takes Come it? on, put your credential. I think it's good. You know what it is. I know what it is. I want you to, I'm challenging you to, to declare it to the podcast audience. No, Are you going to sit on it? You want to keep it? I, I, I want to keep, keep it a surprise. I want, I want people's imaginations to go wild. And they actually might suggest some better things. I can't believe you've been <laughs> doing this. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, well, that's just a that's just a dead end that that conversation. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, back to what I was saying, Ava. Mm. Lobby accredited. Capital J Journo. Tell me. Mm, thank you. What's going on? I forgot my lobby pass today. Big man with a gun shouted at me. <laughs> It was really frightening. Great work. But don't worry, flirted my way through once again. <laughs> um, uh, how? What's going on with Boris Johnson? What's happening? Okay, so last night Boris Johnson was referred to the police by the cabinet office. And this is because Boris Johnson is currently being represented by lawyers that are paid for by the taxpayer. So he handed over all of his diaries to the cabinet office. Now, civil servants looking over those were, well, confused about why he had been in Chequers and in Downing Street doing certain activities that may or may not have breached lockdown. And so they have referred those events to Thames Valley Police and the Metropolitan Police, and both of those forces are now investigating it further. Now, this is where it kind of gets a bit murky because Johnson's claiming that it's a stitch-up and that he didn't know that the police were investigating it and yesterday's news was a shock. However... We should, sorry, just I don't mean to interrupt you, but we should believe everything he says. Oh, right. We should take it at face value. I, I think. thought you were going to tell me that I wasn't like, be, I was being too one sided. No, 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 no. I, was, I thought you were going to be like, Ava, come on. <laughs> no, not at all. I just think, you know. Less of the skew. I think the man has a proven track record of honesty and that when he says something about this inquiry, we should believe him. Yes. And what helps that case is that on the 19th of May, the COVID inquiry say that they wrote to Boris Johnson and told him. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, today it's all really kicked off and the COVID inqu inquiry are now threatening the government with legal action if they don't hand over all of Boris Johnson's diaries and WhatsApps that without redaction. Now, if you were the government and you're Rishi Sunak, would you really want to hand over the redacted version? Sorry, the non-redacted when the redacted has led to a police inquiry. <laughs> just, but, just supposing. But then, sorry, no, no, you keep going. No, just the final little bit of that is that Boris Johnson has now said, after all this, he won't use the taxpayer lawyers. He's going to get his own. What, what you're saying about the, the unredacted version, would Rishi Sunak want to hand that over? Well, yeah, it could kill Boris Johnson's career dead once and for all. Is it still alive? Oh, wait, wait, Are well, you it, joking? It, yes, it, it is. It is within the Parliamentary Conservative Party who clearly have their ear to the ground and are so in, like in, intertwined with the thoughts and feelings of the British public. I think they're so there's still this militant pro-Johnson movement within the Conservative Party. They like feel so beholden to him for giving them the election in 2019. And I think they they feel that Johnson returning would be toasted across the land. There'd be parties in the street if Boris Johnson was to become prime minister again. Which yeah. Is, is there a is there a distinction here between the Tory party members and the Tory MPs? Because didn't they Johnson and Trust they tried to stir up some kind of rebellion right against Rishi? Was it on the Windsor framework right? As that, that's when yeah. Off. Yeah. But they couldn't get forty MPs, could they? So that, I mean, I mean, I mean the right. I mean the right specifically. I should be clear. I didn't mean like the parliamentary party at large. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. I mean fucking Tory members would. 
give their left nut sack, their yep. left nut, their left nut sack, their left nut. <laughs> their left nut sack. <laughs> Everyone has <laughs> <left> two. <laughs> um, That's why your partner wants to leave you, not because of the two nut sacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they love him. They always will love him. They think there's, think there's like some conspiracy about it. I can't. I, I can never understand it. There's this small constituency of people that no matter what he does, they want him to be the prime minister. He could be. He could start quite a convincing and destructive QAnon-esque cult in the UK. You don't think he already has? Well, QAnon's been a lot more destructive in the US than it has in the UK. Mm. And there's not people who stand up like there's not pro Johnson rallies with thousands of attendees or people who like. There's not whoever being on. There's not like a being on <laughs> MP in Parliament. Yeah, but that's it? only because they can't drive there because Sadiq Khan's put you less. <laughs> and they can only they can't go out with the 15 minute boundary of their home. Yeah, that's yeah. the 15 minute city. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you're wrong about Boris Johnson being uh, dead in the water. I think he. I mean, he's declared five million pounds um, on the public register. That's what he's earned since leaving prime minister's office after doing speeches yeah yeah and he's also i mean i don't know if you read that little tidbit about him being in dallas the other week oh, yeah. and he was around the table and people were calling him prime minister because in america they're still president. you still call them president and apparently he was like really horny for that like, <laughs> <laughs> boris johnson really horny no way <laughs> that doesn't sound like him uh the i think just a little a little subplot in this is um you're not entitled to legal aid in this country if you earn, I think it's more than £12,750. Mm. Yeah. I don't think we should be funding his defensive inquiry. Like you just said, right? The man's, he's doing okay. He's got, he's made five million quid since he stopped becoming prime minister. Why are we paying for it? Is it because whoever ended up paying for Boris Johnson's lawyers would embroil him in another ethical, ethically <laughs> dubious scandal? <laughs> that was actually something that Carl Turner pointed out today in PMQs, the Labour MP. He actually looked like he really wanted to fight Rishi. Like it, it kind of, <laughs> he was asking this question and he said um, about, you know, £12,000, you wouldn't be entitled to legal aid. And then it kind of turned into like a kind of fist fighting. It was almost like meet me in the tea room. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was quite violent. Rishi just said it's um, a long line. It, it's a long tradition. Can you imagine how boring watching two MPs like have an actual fight would be? I think it'd be class. Mm. When was the last time you saw a physical fight? Like a like an actual not like a professional sport like a physical mano a mano. Uh, Nolsey at the West Ham <laughs> AZ Alkmaar fans. Yeah, and that was like yeah. and we all loved that. So I think actually seeing two sitting MPs, it'd be like we could give them swords. We could have like ah, oh, but Ed, the reason the House of Commons chamber is set well, up would as be in the says, fucking chamber, so that would the opposition it, benches would be more than a sword stroke away from each other. So. Given the architectural imposition to fighting in the chamber we wouldn't have it in the chamber <laughs> do you think they'd fence yes mm. i think it would be a highly embarrassing form of uh highly embarrassing and highly ritualized combat that i think i would find <laughs> deeply deeply embarrassing i reckon angela Rayner could take quite a few of them i'd back her actually yeah i'd, back her I'd put my money fights. on her who's the hardest mp lee anderson <laughs> 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 that photo right We've seen the photo. With this <laughs> yeah. Standing with fists up. Yeah. Gary Sandbrook behind him with two dinners. Like, <laughs> go on. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Not another one? It's the Politics Show podcast. You started talking about PMQs, so you might as well carry on talking about PMQs, right? Mm. Um... Thoughts and feelings. You're on Five Live talking about it. Um, mm. What did you say there? Let's rehash those talking points. No, listen, I was getting paid for that. So <laughs> you guys are not getting paid to be here right <laughs> this now. Is this oh, is yeah. your main job, <laughs> Ava. Um, I was talking. Well, we were talking about immigration and how it was quite an interesting. Okay, I didn't predict that he would start with immigration, Keir Starmer today. I think it's an in- incredibly bold move to sit next to Yvette Cooper and Angela Rayner to shadow cabinet members who have spearheaded the let's keep safe passage for refugees you know campaign that's been going on the past year to then go oh are you just bringing in cheap workers and undercutting everyone i mean it's it's quite grotesque really you could hear it from the snp benches as well they were shouting over to Keir that he should be ashamed of himself uh yeah i back it i think it's hugely ungratifying to see a labor leader attack a tory prime minister on immigration from the right, mm. I think mm. it's I think it's I think it's an utter embarrassment, um, and I think you you keep feeding that beast, it cannibalizes you in the end. If you want to if you want to play to those those base instincts, if you want to play to the worst part of people, i.e., like xenophobia, racism, that monster will engulf you eventually. Because I can I can tell you right now, Keir Starmer, you will not be enough of a racist for those forces. That's a really good point. That is a really good point. It eats you in the end. Because he's he's sort of walking that awkward tightrope where he's arguing that um, open door immigration is driving up house prices, dilapidating facilities and driving down wages. But he's not quite saying what that portion of the country want him to. So actually, you're just upsetting both sides. And mm-hmm. I don't really know to what end. Like, what, what's the fallout of that? Do other people in the, do, do, do the electorate actually believe that Keir Starmer is going to do the vicious things that Suella Braverman claims she's going to do? I guess he's trying to get ahead of the immigration figures, which what come out tomorrow? Yeah. When this podcast is out. It should be, be about 800,000. And, you know, if he... What I don't really understand... That's mad. It is mad. Um, That's a lot. Labour left <laughs> office um, in 2010, it had gone up to 250,000, and then it was deemed a crisis and... Well, you've now got some of the worst rhetoric being bandied about by a prime minister and his government ever seen since Enoch Powell. Um, <laughs> and what is having no effect on the figures, is it? Yeah, I just don't. I don't buy the argument that you know um, the re- we we have um, you know we've, we've welcomed Ukrainian refugees into this country, and that's the reason why. People can't afford a house. Yeah. Or that's the reason why the GP surgery is full of like it's it's such a mis it's such a misdirect. Um, I guess Keir was trying to talk about it because, in his view, well, in, in basically everyone's view, I guess, Swell Bradman is is not dealing with the small boats crisis. Whether you're 
a critic from the left or a critic from the right. She's not handling that well. So he's trying to get ahead of that. Um, but I just, I, I, if you wanted to be like a bit sort of morbid about it, it's quite funny that sort of we have the Brexit referendum, right, of which em immigration is sort of like a key, a key component part of, of, of galvanising the Leave vote. It cannibalises the Cameroon Tory party. It, it destroys every single Tory prime minister since. And now we have some of the lowest unemployment rates in a very, very long time in this country. Loads of industries need labour. And we're still sort of like complaining about the fact that we've got people coming into into the country. You know, mm. it's I, I guess the argument is, oh, well, well, we if we if we don't accept the migration, then we drive up wages, right? Because there are so few workers, people have to be more competitive. But I just don't. Based on what though? Because the hospitality industry will tell you right now that they actually can't keep going because they don't have enough people physically to work in this, and it's so agriculture, logistics. Yeah. It's way more nuanced than that top line because how are you going to get people who live in Scunthorpe to go and pick fruit in Aberdeen? Oh, you need to make those industries so lucrative in order to in order to to make more financial sense. Like the financial benefit needs to massively outweigh not going. Like oh, like, it's pretty fucking obvious. But that's the only way to massively incentivize the people to go and do the backbreaking work on the farms, etc. Which I, I think these industries, no one has the appetite to do that. I think emigra emigration, e emigration, is going to be a bigger, a bigger concern uh, than immigration in coming in the coming years. I I'm very much that Australia call to action that they did which was like if you're a nurse or a teacher yeah, or a doctor crazy. come here i was like bloody hell why didn't i do any of those yeah, like, I like, can i retrain yeah be a millionaire in australia i'd love to see you as a teacher i want to be a teacher he's holding his teach first pen again yeah oh yeah yeah i don't think i'd like being a teacher personally i think i'd be very good at it i'm not a patient man i believe in yourself ed no, I, 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 I recognise my own limits. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I just know it as far as it'll get me. It's the Politics Show podcast. The final thing to talk about, I guess, is Suella um, not getting probed, as, as the notes say, which is delightfully euphemistic. Um, speeding offence, tried to intervene with civil servants, and now Laurie Magnus is not going to sort of investigate her. Is Suella Braverman too powerful for Rishi Sunak to deal with? I'm going to say no. I don't think so either, personally. She was no, she did came nowhere cl close to winning the Conservative leadership election, which has maybe the best metric of popularity within the Conservative Party. Yeah, I think it probably is. Yeah, yeah it's the only metric. <laughs> it's the only one we have. That's the best metric. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, like, do the blinkered Tory right really believe the person to bring back Tory popularity and electoral success is the face of the Rwanda policy? They're going to. They can't be that blinkered. Cameron's backed it now, the Rwanda policy. Well, it's not like, well, can't, well that's not going like, to help the case for like... Oh, are you saying he left in disgrace, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're suggesting? I don't leave in disgrace. It just, it just seemed like Suella Braverman's going to throw her toys at the pram and resign and cause havoc from the back benches and ultimately have very little impact on the future of the Conservative Party. Yeah. I also think, actually, the whole thing about this story, which is kind of sad, is the most interesting bit to me is a really tiny, minutiae Westminster that'll pick up from it, which is that when um, journalists were trying to investigate this, her special advisor was denying she ever had a speeding ticket in oh, yeah. the first place. See, now that's the bit I find really interesting because that proves they are lying. 
they aren't, they're not telling the truth, they're not being transparent, and this is a government awash with lies and corruption and rah. <laughs> the actual bit about whether she got points or not, which is what it's now become reduced to, I don't think is interesting. And you're going to end up now, in a couple of weeks, you'll have people going, oh, yeah, but do you see what the lefty loons tried to do? They tried to take Suella Braverman out of post just because she had a speeding ticket, <laughs> you know? Mm. It's quite reductive. Yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 get, I, I understand the speeding ticket thing because it is, you know, it's not a criminal offence, you know. It's, um, it's all right, isn't it? She's just been speeding. But it's the lying. It's the trying to get the civil service to get you out of having to attend a course to save you personal embarrassment. I mean... But you can do that, you know. As a private person? You can actually just do that. Anyone can do that. You don't have to... Well, the, the speed awareness course. Yeah, if you have anxiety but or you're... I suppose you'd, but, you would, but you wouldn't go to like, the civil servants that you're in charge of. As a normal person. I think she'd be more embarrassed to have to use anxiety as an excuse. Yeah. She if she if it came, she'd be more embarrassed if it got leaked that she she had a one on one meeting because she had anxiety. She would find that more politically damaging to her and like the telegraph readers <laughs> that than any like any of the corruption stuff that's happened before. Did you hear her shouting weirdo at the Labour Bank? <laughs> What? Yeah. No, it was really funny. She I can't remember so which funny. Labour MP was speaking. This is something, and she was just like loudly mouth, well, widely mouthing, like weirdo. <laughs> I was like, Did you see that thing from like I don't know what the Cambridge University paper is called, but there was an old front page. Varsity, the tab, varsity. the tab, exactly. The only paper in at Cambridge University you should be reading, but uh, there was an old Varsity paper which <laughs> accused her of vote rigging in the Conservative Union, like society's presidential election and yeah she, and unfortunately that was debunked i'm so sorry oh was it yeah they could have told me that before sorry that story mm. next up yeah, there we go happy days thank you very much for listening to the politics joe podcast <laughs> i've been ollie dugmore he's been ed campbell she's been ava santina see you on the next one goodbye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.